Peace, love, and blessings. It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to a Stimulate Your Mind group session. This is something different from my podcast. It is a activity to help us stimulate your mind to bring awareness to what we aren't aware of, like toxic patterns and beliefs we need to unlearn. So if you want to tune in and get your mind stimulated, go ahead. You know what to do. Awesome, awesome. So, if we guys could go around the room and state our name, where we're calling from, and what we would like to get out of this group session, um, I could go first if you want. Um, Complex Angel, aka Natasha, calling from Chester, PA, right now. Uh, what I hope to get out of this is to learn to stop trying to control. Um, stop trying to control things. Just let the let let things naturally flow. My name is Deja. I'm coming from North Philly right now, and I'm just open. This is my first time actually like being in a full simulate your mind session, so just open to receive whatever is here for me to receive. You know, deeper understanding of myself is always the goal. Awesome. Okay. Well, I want to jump in. Hi, everybody. Yeah. My name is Maya. Happy to see some familiar faces. Hey, Deja. <laughs> um, I'm calling from Philly, Northeast Philadelphia, and I am also here to just release, ready to just let some stuff go, but also to, like you said, receive and get everybody else's perspective. Awesome, okay. I'm Talia, um, I'm in West Philly. Um, and I do a lot of like at this time of year with the New Year's, um, like New Year's resolutions and really like reflect on, um, you know, my past year, I read old journals and set new resolutions and, uh, I feel like change is the perfect thing to be talking about right when I'm doing all of that. So that's what I'm hoping to get. Awesome. Hey everybody. My name is Christopher. I'm from North Philadelphia. Um, born and raised, and um, I'm just getting acclimated to a lot of things in 2022 that I'm trying to produce in 2023. Okay. We got Mario, we got Brendan, whoever want to take it next. <laughs> I can jump in. Okay. Uh, so my name is Brendan, um, aka Be The Pen. Um, Poet, writer, spoken word, artist, all those fun things. Um, I wanted to talk about intentionality and kind of in approaching change with, you know, you want to talk about, you know, kind of letting things flow and letting things happen and finding the balance between having, you know, a direction as well as allowing for things to, to flow and happen within, you know, some kind of framework or outline. So that's that's kind of what I want to talk about. Awesome. Okay. Hey, beautiful. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm Mars. I'm, um, I think you said from where I'm from, what, Philadelphia. And um, one of the things that I always just love to do is like hear 
um, other, well, I'm really into behaviors and energies and all of that. So I love to hear other people's opinion and perspective on things. So I'm really excited to have an even more bigger open mind to like hear how people, you know, relate to things. And that's why I love these type of things you do. Tom plus Andrew, optimist. Thank you. Okay, as you can see, I wasn't ready to talk, but that that's what I got. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Listen, so it's six questions. Um, you don't have to feel like you have to answer all. Um, I just encourage that you at least try to answer one, but it's no pressure, no judgment, no right or wrong answer. So we're going to get right into it. So first question on the list, what changes have you been through this year? Something simple. That is not simple. Well, okay. I was about to say, <laughs> how many changes? One, two, a hundred? Like, <laughs> I mean, with however much you want to share. Um, like, I usually set the, I'll set the tone for the first one just to go out there. The changes I've been through this year is I became a homeowner. Um, that is a huge change because for the longest time I didn't know if I was. Uh, thank you. I didn't know if I if this was the move. Um, when I first moved here, it was really off the strength of just running away from depression back at home, just trying to get away from dysfunction. And you know, when you're just running, things don't make sense. So I didn't know if I was always making the wise, most wise decision, but spirit was always telling me, you're meant to be here in PA. So I said, okay, I'm going to step out on a limb and become a homeowner because I just feel like it's fucked up to pay $1,100 for a one bedroom apartment. Might as well get a mortgage. Um... You know, of course, everybody was saying, oh, when things break down, it's all on you. I had to just basically block out the naysayers and do it. Um, some people say, why? It's just you. You don't even have a family yet. But it was the best thing that I've done. Um, I will say that's another change. Uh, starting these group sessions, um, like, you know, this is a big step for me because I'm very antisocial sometimes. I'm very shy. It does not show but um, I've been pushing myself to take up space and get out there and promote myself. And actually, when I did this in the Poconos and seeing how many people were sitting around, that's what really inspired me. And I'm trying to think, uh, is there any other changes? Oh, yeah. Doing Voices in Power. That was a huge platform, you know, getting out there and doing that. And also being able to dance at, you know, Mars Last Expressive Illustrations. And just not giving a fuck what nobody thought because I care about what people think. So those are some changes that I've been through. <laughs> See that last one? I had already I already had wrote a list like while you were speaking, but that last one I gotta I gotta say dancing in public too because a lot of people don't know that about me that I'm actually like very self conscious and I've been working myself out of that like slowly in all kind of areas like I come from a place of having so much social anxiety that I couldn't even speak to people and most people that know me these days like have no idea unless I actually like break it down and speak to them about it so dancing in public is something that I set an intention to overcome this year <laughs> and I've been doing it and I'm grateful I'm still working on it but I'm more comfortable and um then also just like performing regularly. I'm somebody that's been performing for years um, as a vocalist, um, but I haven't 
consistently performed as much as I have this year in any other year of my life. And that was an intention that I set for myself to just put myself out there in all spaces when opportunities presented. Um, another big change is like actually allowing myself to take the lead when it comes to facilitating and creating safe spaces for others, because I've been assisting people in curating safe spaces and creative art spaces and jam sessions and all kind of things for years. But I've never until this year, like taken the lead and created my own spaces or put my name on flyers or like none of that. So I'm grateful that I've, I've done all of those things. And when I'm, when I look back at this year, I think that I've overcome more physically this year than any of the other like years of my life. So I'm really grateful. Mm, I love that for you. And I did not know that, that, you know, because you just seem like, fuck it. But see, I just learned something new about you. <laughs> um, I would like to go. Okay. So, um, that's so beautiful. I'm so proud of y'all. Um, so, <laughs> for me, um, I feel like a lot of, like, it's a, a laundry list of changes, but some of the biggest changes that I've noticed um, that I've really been so grateful for and I've been really, like, spending energy focusing on the amazing change is just my mindset. Um, I went through a lot of things this year. Like, I lost lost my car. I had a, had a gun in my face. I had a lot of, like, crazy stuff happening, um, which really helped me to learn how to use gratitude in a significantly bigger way and see it on a different scale than I've ever seen it before. Um, I, I'm able to be more peaceful for longer amounts of time. I learned um, recently, I've been really, I haven't mastered it yet, but I'm learning detachment in so many ways, the detachment from people's opinions, from expectations of self, you know. Um, so it's a lot of like internal growth things that like, I feel like I've really, changed and elevated be from this year from just like me going through a breakup going through this going through that but literally I became very good at just like what now I feel like whatever I go through I'm just easy breezy like okay everything like it's, I'm still gonna be stressing <laughs> but it's just not it's not on a level where I used to be where I used to cry and just oh no the world is now I'm like no everything's aligned everything's working out Everything's going to work out. I just got surrender. Just got to trust. Like, yeah. and that's a really big thing for me because I've been through a lot for plenty of years. But I feel like this year was like, and I turned 30. So that was part of it too. Like, yes. okay, different joint. <laughs> yes, I love that. Man, um, I definitely just want to piggyback on that, Mar. I think surrendering and just like really letting things happen is very hard for me to do. Like, uh, like sometimes I'll be tired and I'll still go out there and Uber my full time job. I have to drive to all five counties. So what makes you think I want to get out here and drive? And I'm like, oh, I need groceries. But one time I was like, you know what? F it. God got me. And literally I have went to like I just went to the gas station, put my last 10 in the tank and said, please let this stretch until payday. And I literally got a check in the mail. Like, was not expecting, like, a check in the mail. And I was like, okay, see, if I would have went out here and just, you know, started Uber and would have been tired as ever and would have got humbled. But I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just let God take control. And that's that happens all the time when you let that happen. Like, <laughs> I got something about when you, when you sent me that $10 for your herbs. Like, 
<laughs> I had a studio session that I was about to cancel. <laughs> yes. And I didn't because you sent me that money. Yes, yeah, see, look, you, you didn't see it coming. Like, somebody else sent me money that day and it, it gave me the money for my studio session. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yes. I love that. Did anybody else want to answer this one or are we, are we safe to go on to the next question? Okay, come on, Talia. Come on, Queen. <laughs> um, so I made a ton of changes. I like, feel like I upended my whole life and started <laughs> different. Um, I took a chance on this big fellowship and basically uh, moved for it, started a whole new job, new living situation. Um, and it's been like really good for me. I'm like doing a career change. So I've been like um, doing kind of like social work type stuff, getting housing. Um, and it's been like really, really great. Um, and I feel like in general, I've been really trying to live like way more authentically and be like way more honest. And part of that is like taking care of my mental health and being honest about when like I'm not doing well and just not trying to put up that mask of like everything's going well. And, and, uh, it's just made like a lot of improve in my life. It's like way harder. Cause I'd be like, <laughs> you know, it feels way more vulnerable to, to just like open about that kind of so um but it, it feels really freeing yes and you got you cut the hair too i still love it i'm telling you i was telling talia last time like i love that you did that because they say that girls with round faces can't do that and you changed the narrative with it <laughs> so yes happy because Talia just mentioned something about social work and that was one of my changes this year because I just enrolled into a grad school at Temple University. Yes. Uh, um, I social work and it is very challenging. However, it is a change that I know that I use quality with. Um, and I'm noticing a lot of things within myself regarding my first semester because it shows a different type of um, viewpoint of me being a black man in Philadelphia compared to just being a black man in America and I am just willing to just have an open heart to any and everybody um, as far as just finding my voice and also finding my purpose. Um, so it's I also deal with social anxiety as well so it's like a lot of things that I'm trying to push through but you have to surrender and since um, you surrender it just feels like a weight is off with this. Yes. Yes, yes. Mm. Okay. Did y'all two want to answer Maya and Brenda? Or are y'all safe to go on to the next question? I did. I will. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I did go through a good amount of changes this year. I graduated from Temple University with my bachelor's in psychology. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So that was that. Happy that it's over low key. But um, I also started teaching at Brightside Academy as a toddler teacher. So that's like my first kind of, not my first full-time job, but um, out of college, my first full-time job and kind of like my first step into a career path. Kind of. So on the, at the same time, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe going back to school or um, I don't know, really. So that's still like part of the unknown. But just kind of adjusting to those changes. I also ended a three year relationship this year. Um, what else? I lost my uncle this year. 
Those are the major things that I really wanted to, um, that I really stick on my mind. Um, and one thing about me is like, I don't really give myself the time to feel a lot of changes. I kind of just like it happened and I moved past it like onto the next day. Mm -hmm. So this is a great space to kind of reflect on some of those things. Oh, thank you. And congratulations. You know, you went through some transformations this year. Um, I'm going to let B go and then I'll definitely piggyback on everything that you guys said. Yeah, I've had um, a number of changes myself this year. I uh, I also finished my bachelor's degree earlier this year. Um, it's kind of funny because I've been in school for so long. It took me 15 years to get a full year degree. And, you know, by the time I finished, it, like trying, trying to make, you know, this lane what I wanted to do with my life and by the time I got this piece of paper I was like you know what I don't even know why I wanted to do this in the first place like let me let me find out what I actually want to do with my life and it was just such a liberating transition to kind of like get that piece of paper in the mail and it's like you know for for so long I, I just didn't want to feel like a failure and like a college dropout. And it was like, all right, well, I can either change my mindset about it or I can finish the thing and get past it. Like either get over it or get through it. And it was actually easier for me to finish school than it was for me to like change my mindset and get past it. Yeah. So I kind of got that out of the way and, and started, you know, um, committing myself and writing more, more deliberately and, you know, committing myself to performing more and getting out and putting my art out on display um, regularly. And um, it's something that, you know, I had kept to myself for, for so long. Um, and so I, I, I made that commitment to transition from, you know, my degree was in business administration. You know, I've been trying to do this corporate thing or healthcare, you know, corporate healthcare for so long. It's like, you know what? I, I've always known I was an artist. So it's like kind of trying to find a way to blend and then transition those things. So that's kind of the changes I'm going through right now. Mm. And thank you again for doing this, Complex Angel. These are great. I love these. Oh, thank you. Listen, I'm just happy that all of y'all accepted change this year. No one is still in the same place that they were when we first started 2022, which is great because that goes into my next question. A lot of us fear change. So why do you like why do you personally think people fear change? You can go at it from a personal standpoint or general. I would say for me, I fear change because I don't like not knowing what the end results want to be. I don't like sitting in idle time waiting for the next step, especially if I'm going through a storm. I hate the saying time heals all wounds. No, I, I need time to come right now. So it's hard for me to trust the unknown and that's where i i mess up because i be trying to just you know take control of myself and it's like spirit be having to humble me like huh, told you you know what i'm saying who's in control so why do you guys fear change or like you know why do you think people fear change similar to what you said about fearing the unknown um i feel people aren't really competent in like knowing the process or trusting the process and i feel like once does you get like some sense of 
comfort within your own process, then you will see the little changes that you can embrace as small wins. To embrace the small wins, it can create endurance within your whole path. So if you just keep the stamina going and trust the process, then everything will be aligned if you just follow it and trust it, like trust your own intuition. Yes. Definitely. Uh -oh. Sorry, DJ. <laughs> My instinct was to say that um, I don't fear change, which is true, but to elaborate on it, um, I've just always seen change as a challenge and an opportunity to grow. And I think that that's something that came from trauma, honestly, when I was younger. And um, just going through a lot of things that I went through as a child, there was always like the rugs got pulled out from under me in so many different ways. But I would say like, um, especially when my mother passed away when I was 11, I just like the way that my brain was forming growing up, I had to accept change at a very early age as just a process of life that you you can choose through perception to see as an opportunity as growth as a pathway to understanding yourself more as a pathway to achieving more as a pathway towards opportunity and like just all of that i, I had to consciously make that decision and had and, and develop that understanding at a very young age otherwise i think i would have i would have been very stagnant and compromised myself a lot because change was just always it was always there and I had to face it so and I feel like everybody has to face change it's just whether or not you're willing to do it gracefully and like leap into it and lean into it and like surrender to it or resist it and the resistance of it is what can cause what will we call fear of change or you know like uncomfortability with change yes I was gonna um, say um, something similar. So I, um, my relationship with change is pre pretty okay. I, I still struggle with being resistant, like that using that word to to it. Like I know it's gonna happen, whatever. But it's like I feel like from what I've learned about just if I'm talking about society and people as a whole and a lot of behaviors will change. Like a lot of times, if you're changing something, you've already been doing it for for years and days and the generations before you had been doing it that way. So a lot of times we don't even know like where to start on how to change something. You know, it's, it might be like, OK, you're you're gaslighting yourself, but you've been doing it for years. Like, so how could you know that you're even doing it? Then when somebody tells you you're doing it and you notice you need to do it, then where do I start? Then once I start, can how do I keep on continuing, even though I might mess up or it might not go that way? So I feel like a lot of people, yeah, the process of not trusting, but the process of just like un being aware that change is happening and that's okay. You know, like I know when I had to, um, when I didn't, like I brought up the example, when I didn't have my car and I had to live without the car, like I, I embraced getting on the sub. I talked to another friend that lost her car and she was not embracing nothing, you know. So it's like um, just having like certain, because change always happens and a lot of times it is for the best. Like, but we we are so just resistant to it, just like, oh, my goodness, no, it's been like this for years or I've been doing this pattern for years. So how can I like a breakup? Maya said a breakup. That's that's very you're changing so much. You're changing who how who you talk to the phone on to, you know, who you're thinking about when you're waking up in the morning. You're changing something that's become a part of you. So I feel like that's why so many people are so fearful of change because it's so it's not an easy oh snap. 
cool, change, yay. It's like a process to it. You change your job. You got to get acclimated with the job again. You know, I could keep on going, but I feel like that's the process of trying to kill a stop, like something like addiction, which is very hard. There's so many steps to it, but also like being aware, but also, yeah, like to sum it up, it's just so many things to it. Um, I do think that the law of of like um changes inevitable like believing certain things does make it easier to deal with but yeah. it's, it's a lot of reasons <laughs> why yeah. people are resistant to it Ooh, dropping gems that is so so true and i definitely think that honestly like sometimes sometimes we go back and forth with accepting change because you know, it's growth. It's, it's like, you know, just like um, Deja said, it's all about growth. And growth is never comfortable. Like, one thing I've had to learn this year is that you can't be comfortable and grow at the same time. So I've had to learn, especially like when going through storms, like we're buying the house. It was so many like different things. They wanted to know where this money came from. They wanted to know about this. They wanted to know about that. And it was just like, Instead of me just saying, you know what, give up, because that's that's what I'm used to doing, just running when things get hard. I'm like, okay, I know you didn't bring me this far, God, to just leave me. So I'm going to just be calm and trust. My patience was tested a lot with buying the house. It's a very stressful but rewarding, you know, gift in, in the same breath. Because the day when you sign them papers... You ain't got to worry about nobody looking at your bank accounts no more because they skim through it like with like a, with a fine tooth comb. Like somebody cash after you. Where did this money come from? Bam! I sell books on the side, you know. But uh, change is just like just that still not being able to trust the unknown. Like I do know that we grow. Yes. But when you're going through a storm, it's like, OK, how long is this storm going to last? Because this is knocking me on my ass right now. Yeah, I feel like um, change is like such a, a process of letting go of control. And I think that's like mm -hmm. a thing. Um, I feel like uh, with my childhood, I feel like I didn't have a lot of say in the changes. And so like it was just constant, you know, like divorces or moves or uh, really upheaval of shit. And and like when you live through enough change that go work worse you know um you can sometimes like develop that fear of it and and I really like had uh I feel like part of the comfort is like a natural thing I think to seek as as people and like um and like that's why we have like rituals and routines in the morning and like that's our way of like controlling this uncontrollable world and like realizing that sometimes that like holding on to that Stuff, like you can't like accept stuff with a closed fist you know um and so like looking at the world is like having hope and that's really like an exercise and in, in letting go and like surrendering to it and um that can be scary and it's like the unknown is just in general you know like i feel like it's, it's a fear of my being like oh like uh, I, I don't know which way this could go like infinite possible ways and and sometimes your brain has trouble like like wrapping your head around that. Um, and so sometimes I get like, definitely, I like the word resistant. Use yes. um, resistant. 
you know, and just like holding out and like um, holding out hope that like it could be a change for the, you know, but that it's really like that same anxiety you get when you like roll the dice. It's like it could be anything. <laughs> yes, man. Ooh, change, 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 change. Um, anyone else want to piggyback? These are some great answers. I'm loving this. Very powerful. Thank you for lighting the herbs in the room. I wish I could roll up too. <laughs> but I'm going to do it afterwards. Um, well, I could go on to the next one. Uh, so, Maya, you had said earlier about how you have a hard time celebrating, right? So this next question, how often do you celebrate the growth you've made in your life? Like, we go through changes, but how often do we embrace the growth? I could start. Um, so for me personally, it's not often enough. I realized that. And um, just thinking about it, like on my birthday, my cousin was telling me, or no, it was my graduation, actually. She was just like, girl, you just graduated. You need to be more excited. And at the same time, I was going through a breakup. But it's just like, that's kind of just my personality to achieve one thing and to kind of be on to the next and I feel like it stems from, of course, like upbringing and feeling like that's where you're like most celebrated when you're achieving something. So that plays a part in it too. But that's one change that I'm looking forward to, like um, incorporating it to next year, which is celebrating myself more and my accomplishments. Because I do know that the more that you reflect on the positive, the more that you feel confident enough to reproduce that same energy to do great things, basically. So, yes. yeah, that's kind of, I hear it. I mean, honestly, I think that society makes us, like, life just keeps going on. You know, like, we're not allowed. To, <clears throat> it's kind of frowned upon when you celebrate your growth so much. It comes off as bragging. Oh, you want a cookie. But one thing, I seen a meme this earlier this year that said, the things that you manifested months ago is happening right now but you're too busy trying to figure out what the next project is. And that humbled me. So I, I take those moments, you know, just to reflect back on how far I've come with living here. Like I be saying all the time, thank you, God, because even when it did not make sense, it made sense. Because like when I first moved here, you know, going through the abuse, bouncing. I lived in West Philly. I lived in South Philly. I lived in North Philly, bouncing from people's house, losing stuff in the process. And then finally be just finally stepping out and saying, you know what, this, this hurts too much. So I'm going to get st st stability because I left stability in, in Detroit. I had, a t I had a two bedroom townhouse, had a nice job, and I left all of that to come to chaos. And then like 2018, after a year of being here, it all started to line back up where I got my one bedroom apartment, had a nice job again. Now, you know, I have a three-bedroom townhouse working at a nice job, and I just thank God for how far I've come, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I see so much growth in myself, so I do embrace that because just, like, just hearing people that's still in abusive relationships 40 years later, you know what I'm saying? Like, people who died from it, like, I really do embrace that, and I don't take it lightly because... It's really hard. Like any type of addiction is hard to overcome and you know to basically try to stay away from it because when storms happen, that's when the relapse happens. So I always 
just take those moments just by looking how far you come. Tell myself, Emma, I'm so proud of you. And I don't care if it comes off as bragging because no one understands what I had to go through but me. You get what I'm saying? I think it's just like blocking out those naysayers and just embracing it because it's your journey. Mm -hmm. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> so y'all. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I definitely like I am a queen. Y'all know this. That's why we just hand show the fuck up. Because <laughs> I am a queen and celebrating ourselves yeah. and i love to do it i was gonna say once a week i do do it at least once a week like definitely like if i just made it through the week i'm like all right dj what are we doing you know like that's definitely something okay especially balancing so much but i do it a lot like when i notice like you know that we talk about memes you know the meme where it'd be like yeah but because i'm saved y'all think i won't go there you know yeah. like if i'm making a difference yes and how my attitude is or like i Today, I said I was going to wake up and eat healthy, and I actually did. My ass is celebrating myself somehow. Like, I'm doing a happy dance, or I'm like, okay, well, later I'm going to treat myself to, you know, some meditation, yoga, you know, whatever way I celebrate myself. But I definitely do try to do it a lot. I do fall off because once you ask that question, I'm like, dang, I, I didn't really, all this stuff been, great stuff been happening. I didn't really make time, but I, I do try to stay on that, like, every almost every day, like, I, I told Maya the other time, I was like, yeah, like, what have you been celebrating on a daily? Like, every day I do try to do it, because we grow every freaking day, like, yes. every freaking day, and it's, like, so many things to be grateful for, but it's almost, it's also so many things to celebrate, but it took me a long time to get there. I wasn't always, like, that was, like, definitely something I learned this year. <laughs> I love it, yes. Oh, Tell you want to say something? Oh, uh, I was going to say, like, um, I feel like I've been a lot better in the past, like, year or two uh, about um, embracing changes, like, within myself of, like, not getting so attached to old dreams or interests or people that, like, not, like, I'm, like, um, using that as use not to grow into the person I am now am and, like, being willing to like read the, the version of myself I used to be the dreams that person had and like the things I wanted to do that like don't fit who I am now. And um, really embracing like when I notice shifts in, in behavior or life, uh, like kind of being able to roll with it more. And I find that like, I'm getting better and better at telling when uh, like that the, pain of staying how you are and doing the things you are is greater than the pain of change and of, mm -hmm. of switching something up and like getting better at like accepting those moments and being like, okay, no, like, you know, like it would hurt more to just keep doing what I'm doing, uh, than to like actually like make these, uh, big shifts, you know? Yes. Well, I definitely get that. Definitely do. Um, well, we can go on to the next one. We got just three more questions, y'all. We're doing really good. Uh, the next question is, I'm sorry, we got four more questions. Why do we have a hard time believing people can change for the better if they mostly show the toxic side to us? Um, I'll answer first. I don't think that no one 
I don't think that people just stay the same. I feel like everyone has the ability to grow. But if a person has showed me a toxic side, like I have a sibling, uh, we have a very estranged relationship. And I pray to God all the time, like, you know what, that someday it can get better. But I have to break up with that mindset of who she used to be. But I just feel like, if a, if, a person, if a person showed me their toxic side, at the end of the day, you don't owe me anything. If you change, you change. But don't come back around me because I broke up with the person that allowed me disrespect. And I don't know if we could ever, you know, like be the same because we're, we're, we grew in two different spaces. But I don't feel like no one can't change. I just feel like if a person showed me mostly their toxic side, it would bring back, it would open up a can of worms that I've put to the side. So I just feel like your your toxic was a, a lesson that I needed to learn. Now you can go on and, you know, hopefully you've learned something from it. That's just how I see it. What do y'all think? Um, I can piggyback off of that. Um, just a vulnerable, I used to like, I've, am getting over alcoholism like i used to have a very crazy addiction to alcohol i mean um going out during the weekdays i would go to different type of bars clubs and just my field the field i work in is very hectic so i would have to cope with just drinking and partying and being around my at the time loved ones um and i noticed that the similarities that we had surrounded alcohol like i really didn't know them as people i kind of we established trauma based off of what we were going through at the time and us releasing ourselves in a way. So I had to kind of grow out of that. And that's where I noticed that I am changing for the better because, again, I had to surrender to my calling of being a person of outreach and me trying to help them just by picking them up and taking them to the bar to help them get their rocks off and get their life is something that I was kind of putting them in a negative situation. And I was kind of um, had the blood on my hands from that. So it's very opening for me to like an eye opener to be aware of those things now so I won't have to fall in that threshold again. Mm. Thank you for ripping that bandaid off, Chris. I really really do um respect you for that and um yeah addiction brings out the worst in all of us and um i think that that's why like i separate myself from like you know i i had separate i have to separate myself from things like that you know because like we've all had exes or old friends come back into the picture and like years later and they think that you're still the same person so it's like, me personally, I just feel like I have to, I can't be around a person. Not saying that you don't have the ability to change, but I just feel like for me, there, there's no reason for you to be in my life. I feel like you was in my life to teach me, because I have a big heart and I give multiple chances. And life has taught me that no matter how nice you are, the world sometimes won't react in a nice way. So I had to learn to set boundaries with the stuff that, I allow and accept it from people. So it's like, say if that person does one day become aware, like you said, like, you know, like, damn, I, I was a fucked up person. I, you can come back and you, you can apologize, but I just feel like your time in my life is up. And 
I feel like when a person has to show, when they have to tell you that they're changing, it's manipulative because I've had that happen as well before, but I'm not opposed to thinking that no one can't change. I just feel like the relationship can't be the same. Yeah, I feel like um, that, I feel that so hard. Um, and I think I really have learned that like saying no and like removing access to you is an act of love, like sometimes and give, give that person space to change, but it doesn't need to be in your proximity, you know, and uh I think I really like would do that for people is I would let them back, you know, they would harm me or like do some toxic thing. And, and uh, I would think back to times I had fucked up in my relationships and I'd be like, I really wanted someone to take that chance on me mm. and forgive me. So like I do that for others in almost like sometimes like a selfish way of being like, you know, like I want to believe the worst parts of me can change. And they have, and I've seen that happen. I have made improvements in that. So I give that like benefits of doubt of doubt to others, but like you can't be like sometimes you aren't the key to their door. You know what I mean? Like you can't sometimes you're enabling things uh, if you're if you're just kind of like letting it pass all the time and uh, really realizing that like sometimes the change can only happen when someone is like, hey, like this is the consequence. Like, you know, I believe you can do better than this, but like. The, like you said, the relationship has changed now. And sometimes that's a wake up call people need, um, including myself, that people have done that to me, where it's like, they're like, nah, like this person you are right now, like, is, is not great. So, uh, you know, and that's been huge motivators in my life for big changes I've made. And, and you become a better person when you like navigate relationships um, like that. And, and yeah uh it's, it's tough but um i do have hope because like you know i've seen people in my life who i thought would never change um do something like like wow where they've been doing something for 10 years and uh switch it up and, it, and it's like change in itself isn't inherently negative or positive it's like what people make of it yeah. and uh and i just like want to move through the world like i've moved through the world where i thought like change could be bad but like I want to have hope for that good and that, that like positive change that people have. And it makes you like able to get up in the morning. And you're like, okay, like this world is fucked up, but it could change. It could change. <laughs> yes, man. No, I definitely think that there was, there used to be a blur between accepting and understanding. I felt like because I understood, because I would do the same thing, like, oh, no one's perfect, you know, make an excuse for it. But I'm learning you can accept no, you can understand, but you don't have to accept. Like, I used to think giving grace meant, oh, you know what I'm saying? You apologize, so everything's back good. But no, giving grace don't mean you have to have that person continue to play in your face. I need to see change behavior. And I I feel like you said, if I'm continuing to allow you to be here without any change, I'm just still enabling the old behavior, you know? But like you said, change could be negative or positive. It's all it. It's all how you see it, you know. Like, so thank you for that. Um. Okay. Uh. Um, anybody else want to? Oh. Chiming on this. Yeah. Um. I was thinking about this question in like a psychology standpoint, and I know like negative. 
things take up like more real estate in the brain than positive things, like generally speaking. So that contributes to why it's harder to think about a toxic person changing for the better. Um, but from a personal perspective, more so I feel like it's because of the time that was put in. So at a certain point in time, depending on the situation, it's like you invested a lot of energy and time into a certain personal situation. And it's like, okay, you may change for the better, but I'm not really, you know, I've kind of exhausted the amount of time that I'm willing to put into this. So you can, like you said, pretty much you can um, evolve however you see fit to evolve, but I'm pretty much over it at this point. Okay. I feel like there's like phases to that process sometimes because there is the becoming aware of what's going on, whether you're like perpetuating violence or receiving violence, like in these terms of like being around a toxic individual in any kind of way whether it's like abusive or just like wherever it is on the on the spectrum. I think that it's like important to note that there's there's a there's stages to dealing with that. And there's also choices to dealing with that, right? So like there's the becoming aware, there's then doing something about it in terms of setting boundaries and choosing whether to like set boundaries with yourself or with other people. Um there's then the process of, you know, carrying that out, distancing yourself or, you know, administering and making sure that those boundaries like are obeyed um, and respected. Then there can also be different types of reconciliation. That's actually, I think, necessary for healing. Yeah. So that's either through forgiveness giving yourself and the other person. That's also, forgiveness can also be a step one though, because a lot of the time there's room for either extending a space inside of you to um, understand or understand what has gone on in that person's like experience in order for them to act that way, which you may have already done, but in an action oriented way that allows you to hold different types of space for them, which you choose what those spaces are, dependent upon what the situation is and, you know, how the interaction went with you and then how you also choose the, um, to externally and in action um, deal with these type of situations. But I think that it's always important not just to go to the root of what's going on, understand from there but also extend it into action um and in that you got to follow that all the way through no matter what you choose for yourself in order to fully you know transmute that energy um and take your power back in those situations and i've had situations that are on all sides of the spectrum whether it's like being toxic or being around a lot of toxic people which is the, lit, the later case is what I have more experience in, but, um, you know, whether it's like abuse or assault or like manipulation or like just gaslighting, like all kind of shit. 
And in that, I've just learned that there's different ways um, to heal and to forgive, but you got to like follow it all the way through. Yes. I'm rambling a little bit. No, you're not. But you know, I've, I've forgiven people to the extent of letting them back in my life and holding space. But it just depends on the type of, you know, boundaries you set, understanding, healing you do with yourself, um, and space you choose to hold. Because I also have people that are nowhere near my life, but I completely forgive them and hold different kind of space for them. You know what I mean? But it just depends on the situation. I think it's always important to be open in that way and also to hold that kind of space for yourself. Yes, yes. Ooh. So that you don't of that you know long term definitely to really let it go definitely forgiveness does play a part of a huge part in everything uh, thank you for saying that like being open and being able to accept it like i say anyone anyone has the ability to change i do not believe that you know once you get to a certain age you're stuck in your ways because i'm 32 and i'm definitely i used to be a firecracker i I still sometimes listen to react, but I catch myself more. In the past, I didn't care. I would turn the radio up on you if you were saying something that I didn't want to hear. I would talk over you. I would hang up the phone. I didn't care. But now I'm more mindful of it because it's like, at the end of the day, we're trying to get to a solution. And if it's a relationship that I care about, I'm only hurting more if I'm not listening because in order to be a better person... It helps you to be a better person for people around you as well as yourself. So I think that, you know, people can change as long as they're open to, I'm not going to be the same person that I used to be, you know? So, yeah. Um, thank yeah. You for that. I just, I, my bad to like, I just think it's important um, that, you know, harm causes more harm yes. always, indefinitely. It's going to be a cycle unless you choose to break it. So, like, when we respond, through creating more harm out of the harm that we, you know, experience, it just perpetuates a cycle. So it's important to transmute that spiral into something else, no matter how you choose to do it, is is basically the point I was making. Just not about forgiveness, but transmuting that energy into something intentionally, yes. um, which is a process that doesn't just include you, it also includes the other person in a lot of ways, but there's levels to that. And I'm a little high at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my nerves, y'all. No, what you speaking? <clears throat> Sorry. You speaking gems, though. You are. Yeah. Um. So we got two more questions. Oh, so you said you want to go? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, uh, really maybe think about, like, the process of, like, transformative justice, too, and, like, a larger societal kind of view of it. Because it's, like abolitionism is like something that's like really important to me and like and not throwing people away like we talk about like ending prisons and like the carceral system getting away from that like we like it has to start on in a personal level of that like community building and like having another option for people who have been harmed versus like you know just throwing like i remember like uh so like when I when I was assaulted, like the only options that were presented to me were like throw them into a place where they're likely to like get assaulted too, or like you know, or just like swallow this and like never have any accountability process. And like there has to, I feel like I want more options in the in between. And like I wanted that person to just change and never do that again. Like it wasn't 
so much about like the form of doing that and like punishing. It's just like, uh, I just feel like believing that people change is central into the like instituting those systems and really like looking at our society as a whole of like, of being like, Oh, you fuck up. Like you're, you're disposable. Um, and really like trying to get into a place of like being like understanding like where that harm came from and like the roots of that, the generational traumas, the like, you know, the bigger systems at play too. Um, so you just made me think about all that too. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, two more questions guys. So this let this second one, second to last, do you think our self-love changes? Does you do you feel like it stays consistent as we go through mental and physical changes? Now I'm gonna give y'all an example. Gray hairs is popping up all over my head, okay? And at first, you know, I tried to embrace it. I pulled one out. My grandma said don't do that, because seven more will come back in, and she did not lie. And I'm <laughs> trying to learn to embrace it, but I told myself. If I see my whole hairline turn gray, I'm dying it. I'm dying it, you know? But I still love myself. But it, uh, going through the changes, it sometimes it's like, ooh, I have to really talk to myself and say, you still that bad bitch? You still that queen? You don't say gray hair is just wisdom. I got to talk myself through it. But then think about when you start to bald in certain spots. Or, you know, think about when the extra weight gain. It's, it's a process. Because I know self-love fluctuates over the years, but and sometimes I gotta talk myself through it to stay consistent. How y'all how about y'all? <laughs> My knees too. I feel like I feel like self-love is a constantly evolving thing and it's something that changes on a daily basis and it's like a moment-to-moment -moment commitment. And in that, like, you know, you're there's all these different like frequencies that we're hit with like at all times, like by the people around us and the environment and like the electricity and like all of the things, um, the pollution in the air, just everything. So, you know, you got a whole space for yourself and that changes like moment to moment. So I think it's, I think it's an ever evolving commitment. Yes. Oh, yes it is. Talk yourself through it, baby. Love yourself regardless. I tell myself these knees don't get low like they used to, but I still love y'all. Rubbing everything, rubbing everything. <laughs> I love that. You gotta talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would definitely with uh, DJ. It's like an ever evolving process. Self love and. That's one thing that I am excited about as far as like getting older and seeing myself in the future, um, learning new things and how much more I can evolve and love myself even better, learn more about myself. Um, so, yeah, I think it is something that changes over time. Um, I think a goal is for us to be consistent. Um, so, you know, like you want to always have like a, a baseline sense of, I love myself no matter if I'm bald-headed or X, Y, and Z, but at the same time, it's, um, change is the only thing that is consistent. So then with those emotions and stuff that come with it, it's also a part of life. Um, you know, some will argue the best part, some may say the worst part. Yes. I'm going to have these little scars when I, suit, I do start to bald. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? It's, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. <laughs> I am in all of these enhancements, or man, I should say, you know, or yeah. either. But 
But, you know, it just takes some talking through the embrace. Anybody else? Yeah, I, I feel you on the, like, watching your reflection kind of change throughout the years. I'm starting to get, like, laugh lines and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my face looks different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And really, like, I don't know, like, thinking about the ways, like, um, I'm kind of, like, especially coming off the holidays, like, really going home and since I kind of skipped a few holidays and so many of my relatives have just, like, really changed, like, looked, like, 10 years older. It was, like, wild. I'm, like, just talking about their age and their health troubles that they've been going through and like just being like damn that's my that's my future and i'm like Mm. (laughs) everyone's gotta you know if you if you're privileged enough to like live long you're gonna go through so many changes and in your physicality and your mental and like just like learning to like love that process is is pretty difficult i feel like and um accepting like new limitations you know like not being able to stay up as late as I used to, like you, like you said, like dancing, like you know, I can only go so long. And, um, but also making room to like remember the positive changes of like, oh, this old version of me, like this kind of stress would have taken me out before, you know, and like now I can like really just like roll with the punches and like, and like the new like the beauties of like my own company that I'm finding now that I don't like have the energy to be going out. I had to really like fall in love with like hanging out with myself and, you know, and like really like, I don't know, recognizing that like winters make room for like new growth and like accepting that like we all go through seasons and um, each one brings a new thing. Like, uh, just trying to like fall in love with that and see myself as like a part of nature that's, um, the change the only constant is change you know and uh that's the only thing you can really count on so um trying to try i speak the good words sometimes you're walking the walk you're not trying <laughs> you are doing it you're doing it and honestly though i think about you made me just think that i'm glad that i'm able to embrace myself instead of still being in a pattern of running from myself because learning to embrace my awkwardness and all like, I don't, I used to hate looking at myself on camera. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Now I can hear my voice and everything. So, yeah, change is consistent. You know, like, change is always happening around us. And um, thank you for helping me to realize that. Like, just learning to embrace myself instead of just having someone else. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? See the dopeness in me. How can they see it if you don't see it? So, yes, you made me... That epiphany. See, that's why I love these groups. Y'all be giving me epiphany too. <laughs> oh shoot! Sorry, I got a little notification. Someone's at the door, but I don't. It's somebody just walked past the ring cam. Ring cam catches everything. <laughs> but oh, did anybody else want to share before we go to the last one? Okay, so I'm just gonna go into the last one. Um, I encourage everyone to answer this one. What have you learned about yourself in this session? Mm. You learned that Jesus got the monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I learned. uh, Let's see. What have I learned about myself? I've learned that I'm embracing myself. You know. I learned that I am letting go of control. 
uh, like learning that I'm not in control of anyone but myself, allowing people to be. Um, I set that intention last year when I went to Miami. We had wrote in the sand things that we want to let go of, and we let the uh, watch the beach watch it away. And I was like letting go of control, and that has been the best thing for me, just to allow people to be who they are, especially in relationships. Instead of having this imagination of what I want you to be, because you can sit up here and say like I ain't got no potential, but I see all the potential in the world. So letting go of that control has been like a stress reliever. Like it has like been a weight lifted off my shoulders. Well, I think that's beautiful. Um, so that's a big one for sure. I wanted to say like two different things. Um, first of all, I feel like I learned like in the hearing y'all all talk about self-love and I think about um I guess I was going to answer it, but I'm answering it now. <laughs> um, I feel like that that's something like I I was like, hey, because I always talk about when I have kids, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to have instead of like holidays, we're going to have like gratitude ceremonies and da, da, da. so I feel like what I'm going to do for me is do more self-love ceremonies with self. Like I do do it, um, but I, I always fall off. Like I'm always like, hold up. I haven't done this for myself in a while. Or I haven't. And I, I'm I'm pretty good at it, but just taking out more time per se. But yeah, and the last thing I was going to say to this last self-love thing is I feel like when I become a mother, I'll have to embrace and love myself in that way. And just like y'all kept on saying, the more change that happens, the more we have to come accustomed to the new versions of self. Yeah. But um, the other thing that I feel like I learned, honestly, like um, I think... So I work with mental health and um, my uh, a big mission I work on is like helping people get over depression and stress and learn to become their authentic selves and learn to love themselves and heal themselves. And I'm not going to lie, like towards the end of this year, it's been like a lot of like, not that I want to give up, but it's been a lot of like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> people are not coming. They're not receiving the help they want. I don't know. Like. Um, just certain things. And every time I like interact with like a group of people, I always see how much people need what I'm trying to give to the world in a way. Like, you know, you, you know, complex, you just on a freaking team. So a big part of what we do is show people to love themselves and be their authentic self and be unapologetically their authentic selves. And as much as I think, oh, yeah, that's a simple thing that, you know, whatever, just show them one time and then they're good. Like, it's it's a thing that is so big, yeah. you know, it's so big and it's still not being done. So I feel like that just showed me, OK, my purpose is still needed. It still needs to be done. Like, it's, and I always get reminders whenever I have a, th a thought like God is like, mm, here goes some people that's going to show you like, no, it's, it's not over. But um, I think that's what this did for me today. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I learned from the group today is to just walk in truth because there's many of us that have similar paths that are just intertwining with one another that we can benefit from. And if you don't speak on it or you don't act, it will just blow with the wind and I don't want my voice nor do I want my passion to kind of get 
dim, diminished. Like I would never want my life to be dumb. And that's kind of like with the uh, piece, um, no matter the size I am, no matter the hurdles I go through, I'm still going to remain committed and at peace with myself and what I bring to the table. And that's what I encourage all of us as a unit to, as we go on individually with serving is just being true to our word, just being in tech with what's going on, even though people are not going to receive what we have to say, as long as, as we say it and our words are in the wind. Yes, I love that. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I said uh, I want to, like, set my resolutions for the next year and do all that reflective stuff. Um, and I guess I realized in this session that, like, sometimes when I do this in the process of goal setting, I look more at what I didn't get done for the year and what I, like, you know, things that I've, like, struggled with for a long time or, like, um, like just something that's been on my resolutions for years. Um, and I get all, like, caught up in that. And I think about, like, how little change I've made. And like in this session, I really like when you asked the question about like what changed this year, I was like, Oh wow. I did a lot. Like I did more than I give myself credit for. And really, um, you know, trying to like not filter uh, kind of like Maya was saying about like the negative filter the brain does of like that, you know, the, the things that are just tough to, to look at. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I have to look at that because that's um, what it's important. But I'm like, damn, no, I got to give myself credit. I got to like really be proud of like how far I've come. Um, that's what this session really um, or made, made me remember. Uh, my heart is smiling from ear to ear. You don't have ears, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I just want to say, you know, got, um, thank you to all of you because this has been beautiful. And I appreciate this exchange and I appreciate everything that everybody contributed to it. And this has just been like a beautiful opportunity for me to like really listen deeply to others and just kind of like contribute my little piece to the conversation instead of like, I think I have my, my dealing with my social anxiety has like sometimes it puts me in a state like overly dominating a conversation or like really like zero in in on people and like reading them in the conversation <laughs> in a way if that makes sense if you know me i'm sure it does um so this is this was like a beautiful flow to this and i really appreciated that and i also want to say um to talia is that how you pronounce your name okay so just so you know to the natural world you know because we're following the gregorian calendar in the western Society and most of the world, which is not entirely like uh, accurate to the season calendar. So just remember that in the, to the natural world, the, the beginning of the year is actually the beginning of spring, which is the end of March. So technically, like all winter, you're still like in the same year, even though we're changing for the Gregorian calendar. So like just keep that in mind as well when you're reflecting on your years, like. I know that a lot of the time we um, we receive a lot of urges from society and people around us and just the flow of the, the holidays and things to um, take on a lot of pressure during this time. But just know that you have time to do everything that you, you know, you set for yourself to do and to take your time um, because it's really important. 
um, to give yourself grace, especially this time of year where all, all the everything is going on. Yes, I love it. Yay. Um, Everybody went, right? Armaya, did you go? Oh. I didn't go. Okay. Real quick, um, piggyback off of what they just said, thank you for creating a space and everybody for being vulnerable and sharing the space. And also what Talia said about... Um, like the negative um, filtering or everything that I was saying before as well. I had a to-do list, which I make often, and it was just like five things on there that I wanted to accomplish. I made it at the beginning of last year, and I had checked off one thing, which was to graduate. And at first I looked at it like kind of shitty, like, okay, you did one thing. like. But then I looked at it again, and it's like, girl, you graduated. Like, that's that's one big-ass thing. So let's celebrate. Let's, you know... Um, reflect on that change a little bit more and um that's something that i want to get into the habit of and that i took from this conversation it's like the balance of everything to you know maintain that balance i was going to say real quick because the last segment i'm going to give y'all a chance to plug resources mar wants you to plug expressive illustrations deja with the um nurture and activate right am i saying it right okay but i was going to say when something good happens, I feel like the enemy comes in to give like a loop. Like how you said you when you graduated, you was going through a breakup. When I got my house, I was going through a fallout with two friendships that I thought was very genuine. The enemy always tries to come back around to block what, you know what I'm saying, you work for. And it's like, no, nah, you can't have this peace. You can't have this joy. I'll deal with that shit later because, baby, it's closing day, okay? No. And you know what I'm saying? I, I, um, I'm doing my shadow work sessions with those friendships. But now looking at it, it was one-sided. But I just wanted to say that when you got something good, something else bad tries to come into the play. Like when my mom, when she was had, she had stage four breast cancer, that's around time when I was going through a breakup. And instead of focusing on just being there for my mom, that shit was draining me. Because I'm living with somebody that doesn't want to be there emotionally and everything. So just always keep that in mind. You know, when when two things are happening at once, which one deserves more attention? So I just want to say that. But um, last segment, plug yourself, resources. Um, I need some more self-help books, y'all. I spilled juice on mine on Christmas Day. And people like, oh, it could have been saved. No, it was sticky. So if anybody got some books, events, please plug them. Um, oh, I can. Um, so I have the Living Love Boutique, which you know we're on Instagram. You can follow me personally at Maya Kiana. Um, and in my bio is the Living Love Boutique. We promote self love and self healing for um women and melanated women. I have journals, candles, incense. Um. And we are also will be vending on December thirty first. Um, the information is also on my Instagram page for that too. I just I just put a, a book um in the chat uh, that I've been doing like a um trauma informed um certificate program. And what's one of the ones they recommended and it's really good. It sounds like y'all are all like pretty big like caregivers or, you know, involved in like taking care of community. And, and this is about like really um, 
like the effects that has on your mentality and like how to like really take care of your, I'm still reading it, but so far so good. Uh, and how to like take care of yourself while caring for others and really like, you know, um, the, the effects that, that doing like seeing other people in pain and, 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 uh, and, and struggling, um, sometimes, you know, drain you and, and ways to like mitigate that and, and be like, take care of yourself um while doing this work so that you can show up like fully and more compassionately it's been a great read so far awesome um i just put um a flyer in the um chat for an event that is coming up that i'm doing called nurture and activate it's just kind of like a sound healing experience and um i create like a different menu every time and i cook for everybody and we write together and we create things together dance and we talk and it's just like a beautiful cozy experience that I'm doing the winner if anybody wants to join um, the information's in the box. Definitely, definitely worth it. Yes. Um, my name is Mar again and like I said I have a nonprofit called Expressive Illustrations but I don't want you to think of it as a nonprofit. It's a place where we have healing everything, workshops, events, open mic nights, whatever. Um, we also I've, do offer shadow work sessions and expressive art therapy. I'm so excited. We are going to do Cope and Craft at Lightbox Philly, which is kind of, it kind of is like group therapy, but I'm not calling it that. It's called Cope and Craft. And it's going to be awesome. Um, every, everything is on my page at Expressive Illustrations. And DJ is a part of the team. So you'll get to see all her. Mm -hmm.